You're listening to Mystic Magic, exploring our spirit to understand our lives. I'm Celeste Frazier, your hostess. This is our first episode, and it's entitled The Inner Light. This is Celeste. I just wanted to let you know a little bit about what you're getting into. I know that mystic magic may be something kind of freaking you out a little bit, but it's really not that complex. It's really not that spooky. I'm a mystic, and a mystic is someone who is intuitive and who comes to direct spiritual realizations. I can't tell you how it works. I just know that it does. And when I allow myself to surrender to spirit, all of my studying and spiritual practices allow me to be able to reveal some things that are in the mind of God. And I'm not special. There's a lot of people like me. I just happen to be a New Thought mystic. And New Thought is a movement that started back in the 19th century. And it's based on ancient wisdom. So it goes back through time. You'll see a lot of different religions kind of coming through, particularly like Hindu and Christianity. And um, I do embrace all spiritual paths. So no one is going to be excluded, even those who don't have a faith. But I am a metaphysician, and I do believe that God is everywhere and that whatever you call it, Allah, Jehovah, Yahweh, whatever you call it, it's the infinite intelligence that's supreme. It's universal and it's eternal. And so what I'm doing with the the whole podcast is exploring this magic. And it's not the spooky kind of fake tricks and all of that. But the magic is watching what God can do and how I've seen God show up in my life and in the lives of other people. And that's pretty magical to me. Now, as a mystic, I'm going to explore spiritual practices, philosophies, religions, all kinds of spirituality, life stories, my life stories, other people's life stories, all kinds of spiritual teachers. And they'll be visiting from time to time and we'll get to see them or hear them or both. So let's have fun awakening to our true self. Even though I'm a new thought mystic, I do look at every faith that there is and see what there is for me to know. Now, for those of you who are really familiar with the library that I call the Bible, you know, the inner light is kind of referenced by Ernest Holmes, who's the founder of Science of Mind. And he talks about how there is this flesh or spirit decision that we have to make. And of course, in miracles, that will be referred to as either illusions or truth. So here's the dance that we're doing right now. We're looking at, wow, where does the flesh lead? And that's not to say to diss the body because the body is awesome. The body is extraordinary. The body is our instrument It is our temple. It is that which holds a spirit. And also, it's that which equips us to be able to navigate through this earth dimension, right? So we're looking at if there's a total dependency on the physical rather than a consideration of the metaphysical, which is really about beyond the physical. So beyond the physicality, there's a spiritual dimension to everything that is because it's spirit that created everything that is. So we're looking at, wow, are we so caught up in the doing 
that we're not even experienced the being. We are, after all, human beings and not human doings. So we're looking at what happens if we do choose spirit rather than flesh. What happens then if we do decide to listen to that still small voice and hear what our purpose is for being here? You know, people are always talking about they need to find themselves, but do they take a moment to be with themselves? I know sometimes I'm hard pressed to take a moment to be, right? Because I'm into the doing, but normally it's because I've already caught in consciousness what's mine to do. But I'm like that race car that needs to, to stop in the pit and get, you know, refreshed, get, get like new tires, get everything tightened up for the journey because my mission has yet to be accomplished because my life is my mission. And as long as I am here on earth, I have an opportunity to really listen to divine guidance. And so that's me looking at what is my busyness without the light my busyness without the light is nothing, is what one might call corruptible. You know, if you're into that kind of language from the library that Romans gives us. But here, here's the deal. I choose spirit. I choose spirit because this is my divine destiny. I know I'm a spiritual being. I've known that I'm a spiritual being even in the 40 years where I tried to act like I didn't want to be a minister. I'm a creative, and that's all great. And then it's my spirit who gave me the gift to begin with, so I cannot disregard that. That's my engine, right? So we're looking at what is it that is my purpose, right? What is my raison d'etre? What am I here to be about? And Jesus would say, I need to be about the Father's business. And I'm like, I'm down with that too, right? So here we go. We're like, okay, the light is the wisdom of God. The, the light is the, the information that God is gifting us. And it's not even palpable. It's just a vibration that I feel when I get hooked in. When I get hooked in to the divine design, when I am tuned in to my true spirit and not so much distracted by the outer effects. And so when doing this, I'm realizing that I'm making a connection with my true substance. That substance is my prosperity, is my love, is my peace, is my joy, is my freedom, right? It's the harmony. It's, it's the real deal. So I'm looking to create with substance. So when I decide that I want to create something like a book, you know, I've written a number of plays and a few books and each time I'm remembering that it's my inner guide, which is the perfect part that I need to be attuned to. And I just get to be a servant to that. I get to be a secretary to what God is dictating for me to do. That doesn't mean I'm not a free spirit. I'm absolutely a free spirit. But what it does mean is that I'm not going to have anything of substance to say unless I'm listening to substance itself. So one of the ways that I hook into that substance and hear what it is that creativity is leading me into and through is by the spiritual practice that I call visioning. Michael Beckwith is the teacher of that particular uh, practice as we call it life visioning. And he started being my teacher in the late 90s. 
So listening to him, we were required to vision about everything that we did in the church. So vision became part of my being, right? And so when you vision, you're really looking at more than what people refer to as visualization. It's not like a wish list where you tell God what you want, like God is some kind of Santa Claus or something. But visioning is not only a process of listening to God, but it's also about listening to that place within yourself where you encounter spirit. So that place where the human meets the divine, we get to ask questions like, what is the highest and best vision that God has for my life? Or what is the highest and best vision that God has for my prosperity? What is the highest and best vision that God has for my career? What is the highest and best vision that God has for my purpose? What is the highest and best vision for the earth, right? What is the highest and best vision for the leaders of this planet? So we get to deep dive into the mind of God, more importantly, into the heart of God. And this whole visioning process is transformational because it moves us out of victim and this what happened to me. It moves us through being a manipulator and what we're going to do to life. And it brings us through through me, which is us being vessels of God, to that as me, as our oneness with God. And we do this through the series of questions. Not only what is God's highest and best vision, but what does it look like? What does it sound like? What does it taste like? What does it feel like? What's the vibration? What's the texture, right? And so asking all of these questions, I'm connecting with my human self. And in that way, I'm able to be able to see a pattern of what the divine is seeking to reveal through me. And still, that is not enough because I'm still in a manipulative stage here where I'm talking about what I'm going to be doing rather than what I'm going to be being, right? And so not who, but what I am to be being. And so we, we have to go through this process and meditation and, and have a, a level of receptivity. You know, when we were at, okay, well, this is what I need to do and this is what I need to feel and this is what it needs to, to taste like and all of that. It's not just a recipe for a meal, but it is a, a meal of our lives. It, it, it's, it's going past the affirmations. It's going past the visualizations. It's going past the treasure mapping and it's going into a dimension that is of the mystic mind. That's where the mystic magic comes in, y'all, okay? So we're really talking about what more is there for me to know? Because remember, visioning is a vehicle for the evolution of your soul, right? Dr. Beckwith would say, access the vision and you'll find that your high inspiration is the next stage of your evolution, right? So now, that's different from visualization where you're having a mental picture. You don't even know what it looks like now. You're just knowing what the vibration is. And that leads you into what it is you have to release, what you have to let go of. Sometimes we have to let go of that victim aspect in order for us to really be about something that is real and true. And then we have to move past our need that fear brings us to try to manipulate something into coming into being, right? And then the next dimension is we have to know that we're willing to be an instrument through which spirit is revealing itself. And then and only then can we be poised to be in the oneness. 
So visioning is one of my favorite tools, as you might have gathered. And it's a beautiful way to really be in tune with my real self. Meditation is another way. Prayer is another way. I happen to do spiritual mind treatment as my form of prayer because it leads me into my source, into my oneness with source, and then allows me to come to a natural and organic realization of what it means to be one with the one. So that then I just give thanks and let it go and let it God, because God is really the one doing the work. So here in that particular kind of prayer is not so much a petition as it is allowing myself to be that vehicle. And in the process of connecting, I am also being submerged in the heart of God. So so there's a lot of different practices that I'll be talking about during the course of this podcast. And this is just letting you know what it means because visioning has led me to some wonderful places and some greater experiences that I could ever have orchestrated. I could not have engineered that, which I have come to know through the visioning process, right? I've come to know uh, my first ministry. I've come to know uh, different aspects of, of projects that I've been involved in. And so all of the results tell me that I rather lean into omniscience rather than my own limited human mind, right? You feel me now? So we're talking about this transformation process which is intrinsic to this human experience. And this human experience is all about me discovering what I came here to retrieve or understand or become. And all of that is part of these various situations, circumstances, and conditions. But I don't try to get confused by making the condition my reason for being. It's just a way for me to navigate through because whatever is here for me is fodder for my inspiration and my understanding of self, meaning understanding of my divine self. And so then I can relax, right? I can relax because I'm knowing God's got it. I don't need to get tripped up. I don't need to get afraid. I don't need to let false thoughts, or even the manifestations of false thoughts start to run my life. Because when I do that and I go down that rabbit hole, it's hard to get back up out of it. And it's only through connecting with spirit that I can get back out of it. So I might as well not go down that hole in the first place, you know, and I'm grateful for that. That's why gratitude is another one of my spiritual practices. I'm knowing that The fruit of my soul is enjoying whatever this thing is that I'm now realizing, right? And so I'm like, whoa, my destiny is fulfilled, right? When I'm in divine flow, I'm good, right? Everything is golden. So it powers me up. It absolutely fuels me. And so For me to try to effort, effort, effort is really fatiguing. I mean, I get tired when I get stupid. And when I say stupid, I mean, forget what my source is and forget what I need to be following. So when I'm in my communion with the one, it's all good. You know, I get nourished when I'm listening. That's another practice. Just listening to the mind of God 
And sometimes when I notice listening to myself is taking me to some interesting places, and by that I mean really uninteresting because it takes me to some lack places, some fear places, some separation places, and that's really only our issue, separation, some belief that we are separate. I don't care if it falls in the category of racism, of sexism, of homophobia, or whatever it is, some kind of religious bias, any of that is moving into separation. And anytime you start heading down that us and them road, then you're already in separation. Whether it's mentally or whether you speak it, it's still a vibration that is not in oneness. And oneness is what this podcast is all about. So to know that you have the unconditional support of God, that's awesome. That's like something that you can't buy. It's priceless. And so knowing that that spirit that is within and that spirit that we talk about that is the allness of life is the same spirit, then all the nonsense gets to fall away, right? Because love is at my command. When love is at my command, anything is possible. So that is why I talk about mystic magic because mystic magic is what happens when you release this perception that you have any kind of control whatsoever. And when you absolutely surrender to love, oh, baby, that's the shiz it, right? <laughs> so, I mean, I'm talking about this is the real deal. So, hey, this is Mystic Magic. I want to take a little time to share with you another creative expression that I have as a poet. Stay tuned. I wanted to share a poem with you called What a Light You Are. And it's published in my book called In Spirit, In Love by Celeste A. Frazier. That's available to you on Amazon.com, on Kindle, as well as hard copy. What a light you are. What a joy it is to listen to you speak to my heart and soul. And remind me with each thought that God is my strength, my hope my everything that I could ever need. It's really faith we speak of. Even the desire in my heart came from God from the start. My love, my abundance, my art are all from the one. But oh, how I long to see me as you do, without worry or fear. Just the strength of God and the knowing that all my dreams are here, not far away or another day, or even out of reach, the way you love, the way you hold me is the way you teach. You see me in the light, not dark, and you show me the way into my mind, my heart, and my soul, and everything is fine. My gratitude for you is great. A new life has begun, because God used you to heal my fears and remind me of my power. The truth within is that I do nothing at all. I merely open my mind to see the way to listen well to what God says and reveals through my heart and my head. My soul is deeper, higher, wider than it has ever been. It's the love of God in your helping hand that's cleared away the fog. I love you. I thank you. I know you. You are one with God.
Thank you for joining us today. My name is Celeste A. Frazier, and this is the Mystic Magic Podcast. We'll be back next Wednesday at 12.30 p.m. Pacific Time, where my topic will be Arise in Consciousness. Reach out to me at Celeste at Buzzsprout.com. Mystic Magic, exploring our spirit to understand our lives.